The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. The folks that are wanting those laser treatments are within that they're too old. One particular bracket that they're just not going to get the same type of a return in somebody who's 20 or 30. Right. Yeah, I don't know many 10-year-olds that are getting laser treatments. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't either. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, aesthetic and registered nurse, CANS, Certified Aesthetic Nurse Specialist, or as my husband says, I've got great cans. And I'm your other host, Sarah, and I too have cans. (laughs) Yes, you do. Just not in my name. (laughs) All right. Well, so today's topic that we're going to discuss is microneedling. Yeah. And actually beyond that, we're going into radio frequency microneedling and we're going to talk about some, just kind of like compare that with lasers. The lasers. Bring out the lasers! Bring in the lasers. <laughs> Before we get into that, we have so we have a, a segment to do. Yeah. A review of the week. Yeah. We kind of skipped that the last couple of times, but we have a couple of reviews to go over, which if you don't know if you're new here... On podcast, on the podcast app, on, uh, I guess on iTunes. Yes, on the iTunes podcast app. Thank you. You can leave a review and you can also rate the podcast five stars. So, I mean, you can rate them other stars. No, 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 they can't. They have to rate it five stars. Yeah, you can rate it five stars and you can uh, leave a review, which is kind of like the only direct form of feedback that we get. On a unless they want to email us, but most people are just doing the review. That's what I'm emailing. saying. Is like it's a direct, it's instant gratification for them because <laughs> yeah. it takes me a while to answer my email. <laughs> That's the bottom line. True. Yeah, it's it's a direct line of feedback. So I wanted to read one to you because you don't look at them. I look at them. Uh, sometimes I look at them. Oh, you do? Yeah. This review today comes from Adorn. Aesthetics. Oh, yeah. Do you know them? I do. Oh, okay. They sent us... I hope it's nice because, yes, I know them. I know where you are. (laughs) They uh, sent (laughs) us this message. I'm glad to have found your IG page. I kept looking it up incorrectly. LOL. I stumbled onto your podcast on Spotify this weekend. Side note, we are on iTunes and Spotify. Looking for a podcast that would interest me. Boy, was I happy. I binged your whole (laughs) podcast until I finished them all. I don't know why I felt the need to tell you that, but I did. LOL. Happy Crazy Monday. I love it. I'm so glad you told us that. Thanks, Adorn Aesthetics. I love that. I adorn you, Adorn Aesthetics. (laughs) That is awesome. Especially after like our first review where apparently I talk too freaking much. I can't imagine someone binging these episodes because it's just <laughs> you talking for hours upon hours. On hours upon hours upon hours with my own opinion. Yeah. No, no that, that's really nice. And you and have one. I have another review. This is a, an IG message, a DM. Yeah, yeah. Technically. But yes, exactly. We'll count it. Okay. I mean, that. I guess some people would prefer to do it, you know, privately than public or whatever. We, even we if, even appreciate if it's positive. all feedback. Yeah, we appreciate all feedback. But we also really appreciate those five stars. Yeah. So this is from Sarah Justice, PMU. 
Um, hi, Anne. Listen to your podcast. Love it. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. Um, she wants to ask me a question about cool sculpting. And she says, by the way, I LOL'd at hashtag fool sculpting. <laughs> so I'm glad. It is. It's total fool sculpting. Um, and she said that she's asking because she um, doesn't believe in the treatment and she's not a fan of it either. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about why I agree. And so I, I did private message her five additional points and... You're thorough. Yeah, I was pretty thorough. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, I, I'm so glad that people are getting something out of this. And I appreciate hearing that I'm just not out on a planet on my own, thinking up my own stuff and that like, I'm the only one out there thinking this way. You're not <laughs> and, alone. And if I were, that's okay, because it is my opinion. Um, and I would like to think it's a pretty well-educated opinion, but... Um, you know, there you go. So I appreciate the feedback, you guys. Really, really love it. So leave us a review, preferably with five stars, and tell us if you agree with full sculpting. Absolutely. And actually one of the best compliments they can give us is to share the podcast with friends, family. Oh, yeah, definitely. other Colleagues other or patients. Colleagues, yes. Because um, it is truly my passion to get information out there. To educate. Education, information, empowering you, the public, to make appropriate and, um, you know, positive decisions for these aesthetic treatments that you're doing. So going into today's topic, Mm -hmm. so I have on the phone, on the line, on the line, my interviewee, her name is Erin Spousta. She is from Austin, Texas, and (laughs) woohoo, and she is an RN MSN, soon to be FNP, and you know what my husband called an FNP? No. A FN nurse practitioner. <laughs> he said there should be an FGNP for FN good nurse practitioner. I said, I agree. That's what Aaron is. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so, so Aaron and I met each other when we joined forces in 2013 and the last podcast we did we discussed texas aesthetic nurse coalition and what's going on there well before texas aesthetic nurse coalition was texas association of aesthetic nurses and we were the ones that were part of the lawsuit in 2013 and yada 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 and you guys have heard that plenty but um aaron and i when we we talked a lot on the phone we were really active with that and then when we uh, we really clicked, and then when we met in person, we just even had more fun. So we've had a great time being colleagues. She is just loads of fun and full of great information. She's also been a trainer, and she has focused um, in the past. She's, she does a lot of injectables, but she's also been a laser trainer. And so I asked her if she would be on the podcast because I do have some exposure to lasers and you know, have my opinion on that but she's definitely much more knowledgeable than myself. And besides the review that said that I spoke all the time, I figured I would give somebody else the time on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, you got to share the mic. <laughs> so, so Aaron, I let them know that you're an RN, MSN, soon to be FNP, freaking good nurse practitioner, as my husband would say. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and something interesting, probably something that I didn't know, which would shock me, but... 
you know, we'll see what happens. There's a lot about me that a lot of people don't know, and that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I've been a nurse for, this is going on my 24th year as a registered nurse. And Oh, my God, you must have started. That's crazy because you're only 26 years old. <laughs> I was gonna say oh, she's really? Started. Oh, wow. Then that means tomorrow I'll be 27. Oh Sweet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I've been a nurse for uh, 23 and a half years and um, soon to be FNP, just over here studying for boards. But um, I've been in aesthetics since 2006 is when I made the escape from interventional cardiology, which I loved, to um, aesthetics and non-surgical techniques. And I guess that's pretty much all I've done between leaving cardiology and going to grad school is making people pretty. And helping them with their skin. You've made a lot of people pretty. I mean, they're all beautiful, but you definitely have done some amazing work and enhanced them. So let's get into lasers and especially the um, radio frequency microneedling. So as I'd mentioned before, um, I had, you know, my background with lasers, I worked for a little over a year with Ideal Image and... We've used candela lasers. We had the gentle lays, which is a 750, and we had a YAG, which is a 1064, and all we did was hair removal. And with those two lasers, you can do a lot more than that. Um, but then, you know, so we've got hair removal that you can do with lasers. We've got skin tightening that can be done with lasers. Um, we can get rid of hyperpigmentation, uh, just all kinds of things. You know, IPL. Vascular lesions. Yeah. Name mm -hmm. it. You go for it, girl. Well, there's so much that can be covered with lasers um, in general. I mean, like you said, we can do pigmentation. We can do vascular lesions. We can do skin tightening, resurfacing, working on fine lines, some of the deeper lines, um, just pore sizes, you name it. Um, I always like to use the analogy with lasers and when we apply heat to tissue is it's like an old-fashioned shrinky-dink. Yeah, I see I'm older than 27. Um, because, because when you apply heat to the tissue, it firms and contracts and tightens. And so that's one of the things that we, we tend to lean towards lasers for is to help tighten and, if you will, contract that tissue that's lax, that's created those, those fine lines or even those bigger wrinkles, um, all of that, the bigger pores. Um, there's so much we can do with lasers. And now we have radio frequency. It's a different step from lasers. So which I I'll love let you start on that. I love the radio frequency. I'm a huge fan of that. So I have always said that the secret to either putting a facelift off for 15 or 20 years or actually never having one, the secret is a combination of Botox, fillers, and some kind of skin collagen rejuvenation. So whether that's with microneedling or some kind of light and heat therapy, but to me, that's like the trinity. I call it, I literally call it the holy trinity, the godhead of aesthetics three in one. <laughs> so, um, and, and you do those three things, and of course, you know, cleansing and, and other skincare type things, but when you're talking about aesthetics and treatments that we do, you do those three things and you're going to look amazing. 
But right. But you know, there's there's the old school. So I do want to talk about the old school, which those old school lasers were really great when they came out. But um, you know, there there was you were basically doing a controlled burn, as one of my plastic surgeons had told me in the past. You are. And it's really true. And so the fractional lasers came out and everybody loved those because you had a sunburn, but you didn't look like a burn victim that came out of a burn unit, you know, with your face like you did with an erbium YAG. Right. Right. The, the old school lasers. So back in 2006, when I started getting into all of this, um, that was I was first uh, introduced to lasers first before any injectables. Yeah, same here. And and that was when we were still doing CO2 in the OR. So yep. we were taking patients into the operating room. We were completely ablating the epidermal layer into the dermal layer. They had about four to six weeks of downtime. They looked like hamburger. I mean, they looked pretty beat up. Um, and that was around the time that Fraxel came out. Um, and Fraxel was the first fractionated laser. And what was so cool about that is we could treat about 20 to 30% of the skin in these little micro columns. They called them microthermal zones. And that left 70 to 80% of healthy tissue nearby so that you had way decreased downtime. But yeah, you still had a great result. It wasn't quite the same as those CO2s that were ablative and took off that whole epidermal layer, mm -hmm. but you still got a really, really nice result without the complications that came along with those other lasers. Right. And let's talk about some of those complications. A big one of those complications, you know, not even getting into skin typing, but with any kind of skin type, a big complication was the hypopigmentation where, right. you know, you could be a white girl like me and still end up with whiter skin, you know, right. big, a big round white area around your mouth or a, a line of debarkation, you know, along your jawline and chin. And, you know, because they were very, even though it was a, a concentrated laser beam, it was still very unpredictable. Yes, yeah, in, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yes. So then we moved to the Fraxel, which was, you know, that was nice, but didn't have those. You could still get your, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you could get hyperpigmentation. So your post-inflammatory yeah. hyperpigmentation. Right. That was a possibility with Fraxel. So that was always something that we had to be careful of, but it wasn't, we didn't have the complications we didn't have to put anybody to sleep. We didn't have to take them to the emergency or the emergency room, to the operating room. We didn't have to. Um, we didn't have all the rest of that. We could do it in the office. So that was a huge advantage of moving from those ablative CO2s um, to a fractionated type of a laser, where you had less downtime, less complications. Yeah. So. Before I became a nurse, I went to um, Dr. Jeffrey Kinkle at UT Southwestern and um, I had a little minor surgery done. But then also at the same time, he was like, hey, um, and he's now, he was like a big laser guy doing a lot of research, you know, at UT Southwestern with the lasers. He was like, hey, I'm doing a study and we use a laser and we're, you know, we're going to 
put a laser on your face and it's going to make your collagen build and all this stuff. And um, so, so he used me as one of the subjects. And luckily, I was one that had like the right settings, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I came out of the study basically unscathed and... Well, know, your face was definitely scathed. Well, well, uh, you're thinking of the other time that was done in the office with a gal that I was training. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> then okay, I'm talking about a different time. Yeah, so with him, it was a, a fractional laser, and I, I had a real deep sun... You know, I looked sunburned for about four or five days. And I'd call that scathed. Yeah, no. But metaphorically unscathed. Yeah, compared to when I looked like a walking zombie when we did the Erbium Yag and mm-hmm. I looked like a burn victim, Yeah, which was like my best Halloween costume ever. That was the ultimate scathing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, and the, but they both have their, yeah, they're both great. And, but this is my beef with the fractional lasers. And so this is why. Oh, bring I'm, it on. Well, this is why Here's we're the beef, having people. this discussion today because I love the radio frequency microneedling. It is, I love it. But my beef with the fractional lasers is, so what he told me at the time, and I wasn't a medical professional yet. I hadn't even gone to nursing school yet. He said, well, what it's going to do is these laser beams will penetrate your skin and they will break your collagen strands However, they will be forced to rebuild, and so it'll make your collagen stronger. Phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm like, okay, that's great. But then several years later, I've become a nurse, and then I fall into aesthetics. I work for you know, Ideal Image and doing hair removal and all this stuff, and the more I get to know about lasers, I'm thinking, wait a minute, if I break your arm okay so there's two different scenarios if i break your arm and you're 10 years old it's going to repair and like when you're 45 or 50 you know the chances of really seeing that i mean they may see that on an x-ray but you know it's going to repair and it's going to be strong and it's going to be fine because you still have plenty of years to grow and grow stronger yeah enough calcium but if you are 45 or 55 and you break that arm and it's forced to rebuild. I guarantee you it is not going to be stronger for the rest of your life. It's going to be weaker. And so, yeah, that's kind of my beef with that line of thinking. And that's so why... So you feel like that's what the collagen does? Yeah. It doesn't. It falls I think, into the I think it's scenario. diminishing returns. You really don't well, get better and, and stronger we know, collagen. We know once we hit a certain age how much harder it is for us to heal. Exactly. I mean, we slow down considerably. And so I agree with you. In in a lot of ways, I don't think that the lasers are doing quite what they want to do because the folks that are wanting those laser treatments are within that. They're too old. One particular bracket that they're just not going to get the same type of a return in somebody who's twenty or thirty. Right. Yeah, I don't know many ten-year-olds that are getting laser treatments. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't either. Well, twenty-five-year-olds for that matter. But yeah, and so therefore, now let's walk into. The, um, the radio frequency microneedling zone, that's why I love it because, well, first of all, I love microneedling, just basic microneedling, period. Just the fact that you've got this mechanical action making these micro injuries 
and it's not breaking the collagen or elastin, but it's agitating it. It's kind of pissing it off, and it's like, okay, why are you bothering me? And then it kind of right. gets busy again and starts, like, doing its thing. I love that, and now you add the radio frequency. So give us, give us the breakdown on why radio frequency microneedling is even better than what I think is such an all-star, just the regular microneedling. Well, again, like we said, the anytime you start adding heat to the body, I mean, we think about all the different skin tightening things out there, except for cool sculpts. Um, you know, they use heat. Full and so scope. heat causes that tissue contraction. So if you can make a physical injury and so mechanical injury and add a thermal injury to it, you get contraction of the tissue, you get tightening. The other thing is depending on the device you use, depending on the pins that are going into the skin, you can select different depths, different types of pins that may only emit that electricity at the very point, at the deepest section of the pins in the tissue, or one that might emit the energy through the entire length of the pin. And so mm. the ones that tend to go deeper, so I was a trainer for InMode for many years, and the ones that go deeper, those were a what we called a, um, they had a sheath on them. Those were our firming and tightening. So those are your Morpheus type uh, tips, for instance. And then you could have an uncoated one that emitted the heat throughout the entire length of the pin. So you would get that firmness and tightening everywhere. The caveat with those is you didn't really want to use those on some of your darker skin types, your fits four five or six, because they had the possibility of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. It's low, but it's still there. And that's the one added benefit is you're getting that tissue contraction on top of that mechanical injury. So you're getting a twofold with yeah. your collagen stimulation and firming and tightening. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. You mentioned a couple of things. First of all, you mentioned Morpheus, which I don't know why they named it that because it reminds me. I'm like, that's like some kind of creature or something. That's, that's the guy from The Matrix. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, But it's not evil. It's a great treatment. So let's just, in case people are like wondering, let's get that out of the way. And then secondly, you mentioned Fitzpatrick skin types. So let's explain that just really quick for a lot of our listeners that have never set foot in a med spa or anything. Um, right. Just kind of give a super basic of like skin type one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. So the Fitzpatrick skin type are one through six. Fitzpatrick one would be your super fair skin. Um, these are the types of people that when they go out in the sun, they pretty much burn, don't tan at all, and turn back to white. Um, your skin type two is going to be somebody who's fair skin that will initially burn when they go into the sun. They might tan for a short time. They don't typically hang on to it and they turn pale again. That, that's pretty much me. I'm a skin type two. I'm a skin type two as well. Oh, that um, surprises me. Yeah. And uh, skin type three is one of the bigger groups that the vast majority of people fall into. That's somebody who might burn a little bit initially in the season um, tans otherwise fairly easily hangs on to it. They're your average kind of Caucasian, not, um, not very pale, pale, but not also very tan. Then your skin type fours, um, the 
they're more, they have an easier time tanning. They have more of an olive tone to their skin. Um, a lot of your Latinos, Hispanic, those tend to fall into a skin type four. Skin type five is going to be a even darker skin type. So Indian, um, some of your Eastern Asian type con- countries, um, some of your Mediterraneans, those tend to be skin type fives. They tan really easily. Um, and then your skin type six is going to be black skin. So it is going to be very dark. So those are your Fitzpatrick skin types. Right. And so I'm, I'm kind of, and sometimes you can be in between in a way, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm kind of actually between a two and a three. Sarah is a total three because she looks completely Caucasian and has, um, you know, dark blonde to light brown hair. She has dark brown eyes. But, you know, right. when she was little, man, she would get a killer tan. And to this They've day, got that golden skin. Oh, you got that killer tan, girl. And oh, no, I'm definitely hardcore, too. Um, I might be a two sneaking into a one. Seriously? Only because <laughs> I was born a redhead. My hair, I don't know what color it is nowadays. It's doing its own thing. But I don't tan. I cannot tan. I will burn, burn, burn. I might have a little bit of a tan for about two weeks, and then I'm turning white again. But now here's the thing with the Fitzpatrick that's a little bit tricky. Um, A lot of times people will say, oh, but I'm a Fitz 2 or I'm a Fitz 3. Perfect example would be my daughter. So my daughter has dirty blonde hair, blue eyes. In the wintertime, she is as pale as I am. She is a skin type 2 in the wintertime. But you put her outside in the summertime and she tans, no problem, chocolate brown. So because she has that ability to tan, I would put her on a skin type four. Yeah, right. And a lot of people don't understand that. When I, when I was doing hair removal and you sit down and you're doing your first consultation, you have to ask them, oh, you know, what ethnicity are you? They, they think that you're either making conversation or you're being rude. <laughs> it's like, right. no, I need to know this because so it boils down to how much melanin is in your skin yes. because a lot of these lasers, depending on, you know, and we won't get into all this, but um, depending on what the target is, you know, if, if the melanin is the target, we have to know how much melanin is in the skin. And melanin is in our hair, eyes, and skin, basically. Right. So, yeah. So back to the, um, the radiofrequency microneedling. So because it's emitting that heat, then you have to be cognizant of your skin types. That's right. Cool. Or you can get that pigmentation. Right. Um, we don't want to do anything that's going to be too hot for somebody who has the ability to tan because that's our body's defenses against heat is tan. And so we don't want to do anything like that that would cause them to pigment. So we have to be cognizant of those, just the skin typing for settings. Yeah, so, so hyperpigmentation. Sure we're getting where we want to go. Yeah, so hyperpigmentation, hyper is above. So pigmentation, so that basically means we would be creating you know, darker spots on their skin. We would be hyperpigmenting. Right. That is a no-go, senorito. Yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so um, okay, so give us an idea of, do we use numbing cream with with the radiofrequency microneedling? Kind of, kind of walk us through, you know, what a radiofrequency microneedling treatment looks like and then how many treatments does someone need to have usually? Right, 
so I will just speak from my experience of my training that I did for many years from InMode since I use those machines still to this day. Um, so radio frequency microneedling definitely needs a topical. And I am not the kind of person that would put somebody on even the BLT topical because I don't feel that it's strong enough. Oh, um, okay. It's, it, number one, it's, I, it doesn't penetrate deep enough for the vast majority of my patients. Number two, it's a hot mess trying to get it off because yeah. of the cream base that's on it. Yeah. Um, that's really hard to get off. So I don't like it. I prefer something that's more in an ointment type base. So I use a stronger lidocaine tetracaine product topical. Um, actually when I first started training for InMode and was using their device way back in 2013, um, I did my own little study on this. So topical, very strong versus blocks, nerve blocks versus sub Q injections or like tumescent. And all my patients preferred the topical the most. So topical for a good 30 minutes, sometimes 40, 45 minutes, depending on the level of treatment that I'm planning for my patient. Um, nowadays, we use a lot of uh, nitrous. So that helps because then you kind of don't really care what we're doing to you, but you're not asleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. if the settings are high enough, it is very uncomfortable. But if the settings are moderate, it's not bad. It's the best I can describe it is annoying. You know, they're for the most part, you're like, Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad, but it gives you that one zinger that definitely gets your attention every so often. And not every time that's the crazy thing. Well, is um, it more comfortable than a, than an IPL photo facial? Cause man, those suckers hurt. I mean, well, that's a giant rubber band smacking you every time, no matter how much BLT you put on someone. So it's sort of like that. Um, I use a different machine that doesn't hurt like that for IPL, but, um, it's similar. It's a similar, what happens is because you're, you're pressing those pins into the tissue or the, the pins are being pressed into the tissue, yeah. um, in the case of Morpheus is that when it emits that electrical pulse, the issue is, is that it causes the muscle underneath to contract yeah. and it contracts really hard. And that is what scares people. And, gotcha. and it does have a bite to it. Um, but I think more than anything, as long as you keep the energy moderate and not super high, it's just, it's more annoying. It's, um, it's kind of nerve wracking more than anything. It's not that it's horribly painful, but it's kind of like when it gets that muscle in your face to contract, you can't help but jump. Yeah. Um, and that's where the nitrous comes in. Cause then they're like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you ever, do you ever prescribe or, well, you, you can now once you pass your boards, but so when you pass your boards and you're an FMP, are you going to prescribe Xanax for any of those people? Um, I mean, would that be helpful? Not necessarily. I mean, I've had cases in my office now with my physician that we've had patients request that. Um, we've had patients request Valium and we've done that as long as they have a ride home. That's right. fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know that it helps a ton. It's probably you more know? of just a psychosomatic thing. It is. It's, uh, you know, the, the times that I've done microneedling on myself, um, it's just, it's the anticipation of, is this one going to be okay? Or is this one going to bite me? Yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> so, gets me more than anything. So do you do, do you do the radio frequency microneedling on yourself? 
Yes. I uh, see my husband. <laughs> so you're crazier than I am because my husband, my husband thinks that I'm crazy when I just do regular microneedling on myself because I stand, I, in the, I stand in the I, mirror. I, I mean, you're not, not crazy. Well, that's true. No. <laughs> I stand in the mirror and I have my microneedling device and mine is more of like a stamping. You don't just mm-hmm. run it along your face. And so you're pushing it down, you're pushing those needles and then they're going up and down, you know, uh, mm-hmm. however many RPMs per second or whatever. And it's like, I'm always like, you know, I'm like standing there, like going, and I hold it there for a moment, and then I'm like, ah! <laughs> I pull it away, and I'm making all these noises, and he comes in the bathroom, he's like, what's that? Oh, oh, you're doing that again? <laughs> so I cannot imagine using a radio frequency device with that. That's You're crazier than I am, girl. I should have known that. Um, children should not be in the home because the language gets colorful at times. <laughs> <laughs> I bet so. Okay. Um, especially under the eye. Uh, on, your, on yourself, that's a doozy to do. That's the one hot spot that's like, yep. Okay. Disclaimer, by the way, disclaimer, we are professionals. We do not, yes. we do not endorse people going and getting on the internet and purchasing any of these devices, which they can't get a radio frequency device anyway. But if they could, we do not endorse them doing this themselves. No. So, okay. Um, so, again, how many treatments does someone need to get stellar results? And um, how long does each treatment take in your office? So, I like to have my patients do three treatments. And the reason being is... The more I worked with this, I found that the one and done was great, but you also had more complications with it. And it was more uncomfortable because we were racking up the energy so high. So I like to do three. I like to do them about a month apart, depending on the settings that we use, sometimes a little bit further apart. Um, So three in a row, a month apart. It takes about an hour, maybe an hour and a half in the office, depending on how long I'm going to have you numb more than anything. Um, once you're numb, I go quick, but, um, yeah. that's kind of my protocol. Now, if I'm dealing with scarring, like acne scarring or any other type of scarring on the body, I tend to say six, sometimes more. Um, it just depends on what mm-hmm. that scarring looks like, but it's phenomenal for that phenomenal for acne scarring. So you talked about acne scarring and how to treat those. So my last question is what other areas can be treated effectively with, you know, uh, radio frequency microneedling. Obviously, we know the face can be treated effectively. Where else on the body can someone have radio frequency microneedling treatment done and it's effective? You can do it pretty much anywhere. Um, I've done knees. I've done elbows. I've done... Um, Shoulders, knees, and toes. I've done breasts. I've done <laughs> buttocks. I've done thighs. I've done hands. I've done abdomens. <laughs> I've done it all. Um, it works great. It works for great for all of those areas. Um, your downtime is going to be longer when you're using on the body. Oh, Just, really? It's a little bit longer. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, it does take a little bit longer to heal. Um, I think a lot because those areas, it's best to do this in the wintertime, honestly, or keep it covered because I've had some patients that have gone out and too quickly maybe gotten a spray tan or done some other things. And so oh, then yeah. we end up a little 
pokey holes, um, little marks that we <laughs> oh can see, and that doesn't look good. So, um, did, so at but, that point, were they a Pokemon or Pokey Woman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm going to come visit you. I know I keep saying that, but I am going to come visit you, and you're going to microneedle radio frequency the bejesus out of my face and other body parts too. So, I love it. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Yeah, I thanks really for appreciate it. it. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening and sharing this with your colleagues or clients or anyone that you think would be interested in the aesthetics. Make sure that you subscribe if you're listening to Apple or Spotify and leave us a review if you have any feedback. And you can always reach us at aestheticandrn at gmail.com and on DMs on Instagram at aestheticandrn. Excellent. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. And we appreciate your reviews. And we will see you next time. Bye.